I'm Will Fry with Fry Ranch in Mason, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us for another edition of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, we've heard all year long about the efforts to increase meat processing capacity. USDA announced more funding to accomplish that goal just this past week. Plus, we've got that big producer-owned beef plant coming online in the next couple of years right here in Texas. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Harvest is continuing for the 2022 season here in the Texas High Plains. But as our local farmers make plans for next season, what should they be thinking about when it comes to risk management? I'm James Hunt and we'll talk about that on Texas Ag Today. Fourth graders learn more about where their food, fiber, and fuel come from at an East Texas Ag Field Day. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and we'll go to Nacogdoches County, where we'll find out more about the Ag Field Day on Texas Ag Today. Essential Americans is a term being used to describe U.S. farmers and ranchers. The term especially applies here in Texas. I'm Gary Joyner, and I'll have details on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. The effort to expand meat processing capacity continues, with USDA pushing several programs designed to do just that. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack announced even more funding this week under several of those programs. $223 million in grants and loans over 32 awards in 19 states across the country. We think it's going to expand capacity uh, in beef, uh, pork, and, and mixed processing by over 500,000 head per year. We think it will expand capacity in, in poultry uh, nearly 34 million birds per year. Vilsack says they are expecting even more projects to be announced in the near future. And of course, we have a big packing expansion planned for Texas with producer-owned beef LLC planning to break ground on a new processing plant in Amarillo soon. Ross Wilson is a consultant for producer-owned beef, and he says this won't be your typical corporately-owned plant. Our business model, as you may know, is an LLC co-op model. It's been used very successfully by the pork industry in the Midwest for several years. We borrowed that model to apply it to the beef industry. Some visionary individuals, if anyone's been to our website, www.producerownbeef.com, they've seen our team, a number of other very talented people are a part of the vision of bringing that model, producer-owned beef, to this region 
and that unique setup is designed to put more money into cattle producers' pockets. This is about recapturing a much, much larger share of the consumer dollar for rural Texas, the rural region, and really rural America, because this will impact the cattle market, obviously, in a very positive way in the Texas panhandle and in the southern Great Plains region. But it also has implications for larger areas than that. Ross Wilson, formerly with Texas Cattle Feeders Association, he's now a consultant for producer-owned beef. A big sign-up deadline for Texas livestock and forage producers is just a few weeks away. The deadline to enroll acreage in the 2023 Pasture, Rangeland, and Forage, or PRF, insurance program is December 1st. PRF insurance is a risk policy designed to provide annual protection for farmers and ranchers who rely on forage products to support livestock. It helps to offset replacement feed costs when a loss of forage for grazing or harvesting for hay is experienced due to a lack of rainfall. And with the massive drought we experienced this past year and forecasts that say next year looks a bit dry also, it could be a valuable tool for livestock producers to survive another tough year. Check with your local crop insurance agent for details. Sign up for the ARC and PLC programs is now underway, so which one will work best for Texas farmers in the upcoming year? James Hunt says neither one may be much help. For farmers here and across the country, enrollment is underway from now until March 15th for two USDA programs, Agriculture Risk Coverage, also known as ARC, and Price Loss Coverage, more commonly referred to as PLC. Which program looks like the better option for 2023? I asked our local Texas A&M AgriLife Risk Management Specialist, Dee Dee Jones. Honestly, James, if commodity prices stay high, I don't think either program is really going to provide much coverage at all. And so to me, I know with like 2022, crop insurance was more the name of the game because crop insurance is more responsive to high commodity prices than ARC or PLC. And Jones says that's because the reference price guarantees used for ARC and PLC were set years ago and are not in line with current markets. The price guarantee for wheat, it's $550. It's been set for a long time. The average marketing year price for wheat in real time was $920. So when you're getting 920 at the market and the price guarantee is 550, then you can see how that wouldn't trigger a payment. It's the same way with corn. The corn guarantee is 370. Market corn this year ran 680. And so most of the marketing prices were double the safety net. So none of the programs paid this year. Crop insurance, honestly, was really the name of the game. And I actually just got off the phone with an insurance person. And corn, like I said, the price guarantee was 370. That was a farm bill price guarantee. But the insurance price guarantee projected was around 590. I think the actual harvest price guarantee was 677. But although odds of a payout from ARC or PLC appear low, DD Jones recommends farmers still sign up to protect themselves against market swings, like, say, the wild ride cotton prices have taken over the past year or so. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Fourth graders are learning more about agriculture in East Texas. Tom Nicoletti has the story. An Ag Field Day was held recently in East Texas by the Nacogdoches County Farm Bureau. Approximately 270 fourth grade students received the opportunity to learn more about where their food, fiber, and fuel come from 
according to Hyman Boozer, one of the coordinators of the Ag Field Day and a Nacogdoches County Farm Bureau board member. Well, we had invited the fourth graders from the county schools as well as Nacogdoches. We had seven, eight stations. We had, of course, the dairy cow from Sulphur Springs, and they all watched that. The young man does a real good job of presenting how the milk comes, and it's not just at the grocery store. And then we had a Texas State game warden. They brought their trailer, and the trailer consists of a lot of animals that they showed the kids, and they had different skulls and try to get the kids to guess what kind of skull or what kind of animal it is. And uh, very, very interesting. Then we had a farrier, a gentleman that uh, has been doing horseshoeing for several years. And uh, it's surprising how attentive they are to that. I don't know whether it's the fire or whether it's just what they're doing, but uh, they really enjoy that part too. Boozer explains the importance of holding Ag Field Days for students. Of course, in Nacogdoches, there is a large percent probably than some of your bigger schools that have some interaction with agriculture, but there's still a lot of them in the school that do not. They're not in a situation where they can see these different exhibits that are available, and it connects them. In some cases, is, is uh, first time they're ever exposed to it. So it's very important for us to try to present that information to them. That is Hyman Boozer with the Nacogdoches County Farm Bureau. I'm Tom Nicoletti on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Texas farmers and ranchers are essential Americans. Gary Joyner explains. Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn G.T. Thompson smiles when using the term essential Americans to describe farmers and ranchers. Thompson represents a rural district in western Pennsylvania. He's the ranking member on the House Agriculture Committee. Thompson used the term on a recent swing through Texas to discuss the next farm bill. The essential description is a good one for Texas farmers and ranchers. Texas agriculture produced $24.9 billion in cash receipts last year. That's about 5.7% of the national total and fourth highest among all states, according to the state comptroller's office. The economic footprint of the Texas food and fiber system is huge. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service estimates the system contributed $159.3 billion, or about 8.6% of the state's total gross domestic product in 2019. Agriculture is a job creator. One in seven Texans has a job related to agriculture. Texas has more farms, 247,000, and more acres of farmland, 126 million, than any state. It's amazing that only 1.5% of our nation's population grows food, fiber, and fuel, so everybody else doesn't have to worry about it. Essential is the right word at the right time. Let's not forget it as agricultural policy and our national food security are discussed. I'm Gary Joyner for Texas Ag Today. Registration is now underway for a program that seeks to get kids and parents alike outdoors. I'm Jessica Dolmull and I'll have more coming up on Texas Ag Today. And extreme weather conditions can have a significant impact on sheep and goats during pregnancy. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Support comes from the Texas Tribune, a nonprofit news organization hosting a multi-day complimentary event 
exploring the future of rural Texas, discussing what's next for education, broadband connection, health care, the rural economy, and more. November 17th through the 18th in Lubbock, on Texas Tech University's campus and streaming live online. More at texastribune.org slash events. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Extreme weather like we've had over the past year here in Texas can have a big impact on sheep and goats during pregnancy. Dr. Bob Judd has more. Dr. Kerry Satterfield from Texas A&M AgriLife indicates that drought during pregnancy is the biggest cause of nutritional hardship and can lead to poor placental function. Dr. Satterfield is leading a team identifying novel ways to improve placental growth and improve birth weight of offspring during these stressful periods. Her research is supported by a $500,000 grant from the United States Department of Agriculture, and she will be testing two nutraceuticals, citrulline and putrescine, to determine if they improve placental growth and function when fed during pregnancy. Low birth weight is the leading cause of death for small ruminants, as small babies aren't thrifty, don't get up and nurse, and succumb to the environment and predators. Citrulline is an amino acid, and putrescine is a metabolite of amino acids, and it is believed to stimulate blood vessels in the placenta to increase nutrients to the baby. The team will be able to test how nutrients influence the growth of new blood vessels, and will be able to examine development of blood vessels in the placenta. Sheep will be used in the study, and pregnant sheep will receive supplements throughout the pregnancy while the placenta is developing, and this is day 28 to 84 in sheep. There are certain times during pregnancy that the animal cannot make enough nutrients, and the nutrients will be supplemented twice during the day. This research will determine how long the supplements remain in the system. Citrulline is not degraded in the animal's rumen or first stomach compartment, so it does not have to be protected or encapsulated, making it less expensive. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Registration is now underway for a program that seeks to get kids and their parents outdoors. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report. To allow more youth the opportunity to get outdoors and experience Texas wildlife, the Texas Wildlife Association will host a Land, Water, and Wildlife Expedition November 19th and 20th in Wimberley. The event is open to youth ages 11 to 17 and a parent or guardian and will focus on birding. Chad Timmons, program coordinator, joins us with more. We'll kind of get on the property in the morning of November 19th, which is a Saturday, kind of set up camp, get everybody acclimated, get to know each other a little bit, and then really kind of dive into the birding experience. We'll be working with mentors from our program, along with some master birders from the local Audubon Society chapter to kind of teach participants about how to do things like how to operate your your binoculars, how to work your optics, just some basic birding practices, how to incorporate some citizen science apps into your practice, not only to kind of keep track of your observations, but a lot of that data is compiled and is used by the state to make conservation decisions. The expedition is also an opportunity for youth who are interested in primitive or near primitive camping. 
We will have access to electricity and water, but really no facilities. We'll be tent camping, have kind of our outdoor kitchen and that type of thing. But we'll definitely have all the equipment necessary to make everybody stay comfortable. Cost is $100 for a youth adult pair. Meals and snacks are provided. You can apply on the Texas Wildlife Association website or tinyurl.com backslash TWA birding and the numeral one. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. The cattle market closed mostly lower to wrap up the trading week on Friday, but boy, did cotton have a banner week. We'll take a look back at all of Friday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The cattle complex traded both sides unchanged on Friday. We ended up wrapping things up mostly lowered in the trading week. December live cattle dropped 30 cents, 151.65. February down 50 cents, 154.37. April live cattle down 30 at 158 even. On the feeder cattle trade, November feeders down 17 at 177.82. January up 20 cents, 179.62. And March feeder cattle down 15, 181.62. Cash fed cattle market had that stair step effect again that we've seen in the past. Here in Texas, we sold most of our cattle at 150. That's steady with last week. When you move to Kansas, they topped out at one fifty two, one to two dollars higher. Then up north, they sold cattle at one fifty three to one fifty five. Again, one to two dollars higher. Boxed beef prices lower on Friday. Choice down thirty seven cents, two sixty four eighty one, while select was down thirty six, two thirty two seventy. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Doug Bass is on the line. That's Doug Bass, Cattleman's Columbus. Doug, how did your sale go this week? We ended up with 843 head of cattle. Uh, market looked steady on your pack of cows and a uh, little better on the calves. Walk the pens with it. Yes, sir. On your weighing cows, your thinner and lower yielding cows, 30 or 41. Medium type cows bring 45 to 60. Your better cows bring 63 to 82. Uh, lower yielding bulls, 65 to 81. Better bulls bring 89 to 105. Pairs are anywhere from 1,000 to 1,400. Red cows bring anywhere from 1,000 to 1,250. On your calf market, uh, calf market, like I said, seems like it's inching up a little bit. Uh, two to three weight steers, 155 to 210. Heifers, 150 to 197. Three to four weight steers, 145 to 195. Heifers, 148 to 195. Four to five weight steers, 140 to $2. Heifers, 130 to 175. Five to six weight steers, 130 to 180. Heifers, 125 to 160. Six to seven weight steers, 125 to 170. Heifers 110 to 152. Seven to eight weight steers 110 to 152. Heifers 105 to 158. And your 800 to 1,000 pound steers and bull yards bring a dollar to a dollar 45. Heiferettes bring 90 to 135. 
So it sounds like you had a good sale. Are you aware of anything for next week at Columbus? Yes, sir. We've got quite a few calves lined up coming uh, in that time of year. Uh, I think we've got a few sales left for Thanksgiving. We will take off that week's uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we have had a lot of people asking about if when we're going to have a special down there. And uh, we're going to have a special December the 29th. So we are taking consignments for that. If anybody has anything that thinking about selling, give us a call. My sale is 979-877-4454. Office number 979-732-2622. Neighbor, there's your livestock market report. We'll see you next time right here as we walk the pens. I'm Larry Marble for Texas Ag Today. Thank you, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. We're lean hogs finished lower on Friday. December hogs down 40 cents, 82.97. February hogs down 75 at 86.42. Class 3 milk was mixed. November milk down 2 cents at 20.85. December milk up 45 at 20.32 a hundredweight. We wrapped up a heck of a week in the cotton market on Friday. We saw several days of limit up trade throughout the week. We didn't quite hit the limit on Friday, but we came awfully close. All week long, the only factor we've seen is short covering. A lot of traders trying to get out of short positions ahead of this coming week's options expiration and the delivery period, which starts in about 10 days. We finished up Friday with December cotton up 393 points, 86.93. March cotton up 350 to close at 85.67. December 23 cotton up 111 points, 78.37. Corn market was slightly higher to close out the week on Friday. December corn up one and three quarters, 681 a bushel. March corn up two. 686 and three quarters. And the wheat market ended on a positive note for the week. December Kansas City wheat up 12, 953 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up seven and a quarter at 847 and three quarters. In the energy markets, natural gas and crude oil finishing strongly higher. December natural gas up 49 cents at 647. December crude oil up 446, 9263 a barrel. The financial markets were higher Friday afternoon. The Dow up 334 points at 32,335. The Nasdaq up 101 points, 10,444, while the S&P was up 41 at 3,760. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. My name's Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A., Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.